What can be said about the definition of the word enigma? Only that it is something difficult to describe, difficult to explain, and it has complicated significance, especially as we move to certain topics. Today I have the pleasure of welcoming a longtime friend and somebody I grew up with. We're going to be talking about the certain similarities of experiences that we share and how we gravitated to certain type of interests like music as well as other influential parts of our life with our parents and with our surroundings. This is Cassie Gomez. Welcome back again to the Enigma episodes. Today, I have um, somebody very special as well. Uh, I know her as my comadre, but her name... Uh, well, actually, I'll let her introduce herself. Uh, how, about, how about you introduce yourself real quick, comadre? All right. My name is Cassandra Denise, but depending on who you are, um, you either call me Cassie, Dennis or Denise. Dennis so, Jimenez, Denise. But, yep. <laughs> De todos, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Entonces, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, like I told you a little bit, like just a little bit ago, it's like it's just a standard interview. We're going to be talking about just some specific subjects. I'm asking you a couple questions about, about your life, about growing up, and then and then it's the, depending on how you answer specific, the, the questions, we'll, we'll go and roll into the subject. So, este, starting off, how about telling me like a little bit about yourself? So growing up, uh, like a, a little bit about you as a kid, then growing up as a teenager, and then pretty much up until now. So how do, how do we start off with that? Okay. Um, so I was born in Los Angeles, so, you know, go Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, like, we actually moved when I was fairly young, though. So I didn't grow up like my formative years really in LA Mm -hmm. um I still have family there so we'd go back and visit and stuff but um when I was I'm gonna say either elementary or middle school around there my dad got a job out in Nevada in this little town called Fernley and we came out here and it was definitely um definitely like a culture shock because Fernley was tiny back then he aparte the tiny like there was like no hispanics so um like you know we joke around that we're like one of the first like mexican families out there but i mean compared to how it is now you know um back then it was like um predominantly um either caucasian or like uh, maybe like native american but um it was super small definitely different from you know Having come from East LA, Boyle yeah. Heights. Yeah, no, I definitely remember <laughs> that because, I mean, we got here in like 2000. Well, we got here in 99, but we settled in Reno first, and then este, in like 2000 and in like 2000 or 2001, we moved to Fernley. So, yeah, no, I still remember that super small. Yeah, so we got here around the same time. Yeah, like 2000, 2001. Yeah, but we didn't talk because I think because you were a grade older than me. 
So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So yeah, so okay. So you you get to Fernley. We're around the same time frame. We haven't met yet. All right. So so run me through through a little bit of your your early years, elementary school and uh, and middle school. Um. So in elementary school, I mean, I did I I like I did pretty well in school. Um, sad looks sad, you know, like Hispanic parents, even though they don't have the same experience, um, they always instill that, like, um, the value of education. Mm-hmm. So my mom always told me, you know, well, both my mom and my dad were like, you know, and I'm sure you heard it a million times, you know, estudia, pa que no estés como uno, which basically translates to like, you know, study. So you don't end up like us, you know, she's like, we, we have to do this. Like we don't have an option. But at least if you study, you know, they felt that that would give me an opportunity to have my options open. And they always, like, enforce, like, um, not enforce, but, like, stress the importance of, like, being bilingual. They're like, you know, it's so necessary. So growing up with <clears throat> kind of how I told you there wasn't, like, a very large um, Spanish-speaking population out here, mm-hmm. um, I would translate for my parents for everything, you know? Like, in L.A., you go to the grocery store, you go to the bank. Even my teachers spoke Spanish, you know? Yeah. Um, out here, it was completely opposite. Like, I remember being eight years old and then my dad's friend being like, hey, can your daughter help me translate at the courthouse? And I was like, all right, I don't know these words, but <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I remember oh. those days. Oh, my God. So, I, and I think that helped me, too. Like, the, I feel like that contributed to, like, you know, practicing my English and, like, expanding my vocabulary. Because a lot of people, when I talk to them, they're surprised that Spanish was my first language. Um, but I'm like, no, like, that's all my parents spoke, so it had to be. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, I, I get that ever so often, too, because, like, even like even with meeting new people like because yeah i mean you, you know me you already see my complexion i don't exactly look mexican but then también i also don't look like overly super other ethnicity insert here este pero yeah like I'll, i'll talk to them and then as soon as i tell them like no yeah i'm i'm, I'm mexican i speak spanish like oh my god we thought you were like Indian or, or Palestinian or something. I don't know. Like, you, don't speak, you, like, you, speak, like, you just speak English so well. Like, you don't even have an accent. It's like, no, nah, I got an accent. Just, I want the pechos. Eh? I want the pechos. <laughs> <laughs> I want the I está, I está. I está, right? So, yeah. So, no, I get like... that. <laughs> Luego sale con confianza. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Entonces... so it's funny that you say that because yeah. uh, that's something, too. Like, me, primarily, I get confused for either native Uh, Native American or um, Filipino. Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. Um, one time I was working at the casinos and this Filipino um, lady asked me, she was like, are you? And I was like, oh, no. And then I said, but my mom gets that a lot. Like she looks like she's also Filipino. Yeah. But I, she understood my mom is. And she like got, <laughs> got frustrated and was like, well you are filipino you know like you're half and then i was like uh i was like oh, how do i explain it and then i was like all right i am <laughs> like oh yeah and then and then you got that whole lecture and about like the same I'm, i'm i'm gonna do it like 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 when we do it like y como que how are you gonna be how are you gonna be a mexican but you don't speak spanish i know no no you're, you you gotta talk to your parents again you gotta talk to them no yeah no i i definitely got it no i They're like, que bueno que hablas español. And it's it's so funny because, like, 
also I used to work at a warehouse. So then when I started speaking in Spanish, they'd look at me and they'd be like, "Hola <gasps> español." Yeah, right. Sorpresa. <laughs> Oh my god. But a ver, let's 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 go back real quick though. Este, okay, so so there's there's always that one shock about uh speaking Spanish, right? Was obviously like our complexion and stuff. But let's go back to the whole thing about people knowing you by different names. They go like I I met you as Cassie. I met you as Cassie. Yes. And then pues, your middle name is is Denise and then even, like even like even when when este when my mom would mention you cuz you know how how close our parents are. Este, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single time it'd be like even even she would ask me in Like when we came back from school, or we were we were hanging out, and she'd be like, "Ah, andabas con Denise, andabas con Denise," and because I also got a cousin named Denise, and I'd be like, "Like mi prima Denise?" And she's like, "No, no, no, Cassie, Cassandra." This was before you're my comadre, pero, <laughs> pero ver, right, 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 yeah. Pero take 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 us back to to that one. Take us back to 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 do with that. How is it that people know you as Cassian and how how do people know you as Denise? Because like I said, I, I've gotten that. So with that, um, it's it's a common thing with like uh, Mexicans and I don't know if like other like Hispanic cultures, um, but to go by like your middle name. So, you know, typically like you'll be named like after someone or um, whatever the case may be. Right. So like your first name is very like formal. Mm hmm. And then you have like your middle name and then like that's typically like the name that you'll go by. So for me, my name is Cassandra Denise. Um, well, if you ask my dad, it's Cassandra Denise. <laughs> But he puts that flair at the yeah. end. But so growing up, actually, like I I thought my name was Denise, to be honest with you. And like I even have um, like homework when I was in preschool, like filled out as the niece and i recently told you this story but yeah. it was funny like realizing we kind of had like a similar situation yeah when i was in kindergarten in la oh like i said i'd go by the niece and then when i went to first grade um they had a little table outside and on that table was name tags so you know you had to grab your name and then get in line the very first day of school right so like There was a Denise, and this girl grabbed it, and I was like, okay, no sweat. Like, I'll just grab the next one, right? And I'm the last kid just circling this table. Like, a magic name tag was going to appear out of nowhere, right? And there's one name left on the table. Uh-huh. And I was, like, circling the table, and the teacher comes up to me. She's like, what are you waiting for? And I was like, I can't find my name. And she's like, that's your name. Your name is Cassandra. And I was like, no, my name is Denise. And then she's like... No, you're Cassandra Denise. And then, you know, oh my, my life changed. I had to ask my parents, you know, oh they've been holding this for my whole life. Right. No, but I was just like, it was it was an interesting way to find out um, because I was just so used to going by Denise. Like everybody, my aunts, my uncles, um, family, Denise, even my, like I said, my teachers. So it wasn't until like, I was like Cassandra Denise. Yeah. So then, um, I came to Fernley and, you know, like I said, being like that there wasn't as many like Hispanics out here. Um, they just read like, you know, when I got registered for school and they were like, um, Cassandra Denise. So they were like Cassandra. And then they started calling me Cassie actually mm-hmm. when I was on the bus And then the bus driver is like, do you go by Cassie? And I was just like this scared little like new kid because I moved in the middle of like first grade. Uh-huh. So I was just like, sure. <laughs> I was like, I just like nodded my head. Right. And then she's like, all right, baby, do you spell that with a Y or I-E? And then I was just like, 
I.E. <laughs> so ever since then, you know. It just stuck. I've been Cassie. Like, oh my god. Yeah. No, that's funny. No, that's and it, and, it, and it's funny because I still think back to it too. Like like, like you're saying, like I like we both found out about very similar stories like how many how much similarities we actually have with that and like with mine like if you remember me telling you is like came came to the states around the same time with my mom registering me in school like i still remember i was in class and i was trying to figure it out i was like man it's like what like what's going on but before that my mom had gotten into like this argument with the with the lady at the office about registering my name so i'm sitting there in the office like even though i didn't it's like i still didn't understand english i still remember my mom sitting there talking to the lady and the lady asked her like what, what is his name and my mom responded like oh it's it's jonathan it's, it's jonathan and she's like no his name is jose and then my mom responded back again. It's like, no, his name is Jonathan. He is, he's been called Jonathan his whole entire life. It's Jonathan. It's Jonathan. The lady turns back again. It's like, no, senora, senora, his name is Jose. Do you see it? It's, it's Jose. Okay? So it's Jose. So obviously my mom didn't speak that much English back then. So she's like, oh, okay, all right. I guess, that's the, I guess his name is Jose. So, so that's the first day, right? And then, and then finally, I get to class. It's still in like kindergarten. I'm sitting there, and and I, like I said, I clearly remember the the, the teacher. She's she's about to put us on an exercise, and she's sitting there having us together. And it's like, all right, we're gonna go ahead and practice our names. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out how the hell do I write my name because I still didn't know how to spell. And I'm sitting there trying to figure <laughs> out. But uh, but if you remember how how early like in kindergarten and first grade, like the name tapes, how they had you wear them around your your neck so that way you could identify yourself and identify everybody else, right? Right. So, so I still remember that, and I remember that we had put them in the back. So I'm sitting there, getting everything, like trying to figure out my name, how to write it. And I'm like, oh crap! You know what? My name tag's in the back. Let me go ahead and grab it. So I stand up, and I start heading to the back. And the teacher basically starts yelling at me to to come sit down. Like obviously I didn't understand. I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, no, señora, I'm over here trying to get all this game. nombre, you know my name. My name was like I don't know. I was like, no, Jose, you need to sit down. I was like, I, I know I'm Jose now, but how do you spell it? <laughs> so I'm sitting there trying <laughs> I know to. I'm Jose now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Yeah, help exactly. me. <laughs> so I'm sitting there trying to get to the back to it, and I finally get to the things. And I like right before I grab it, I do see it, and I see it. Oh, okay, that's how you spell. It. That's how you spell it. But yeah, the teacher's already there in front of me. He's like, "No, Jose, you need to sit down. No, you need to sit down now." And then now I'm just like, "Oh man," it's like, "Well, I guess that's how I spell." It. It's like, but like, señor, I'm trying to learn how to spell my, <laughs> my name. But <laughs> what's what's funny is that like I tell other people, like I I I I, I think I told you too, it's like. How, how funny it is how I put it because I, I say Jose is my American name and Jonathan Jonathan is my Mexican name just because that's how I've always been known. So that one's always like, it's always confusing to people because like, wait, you're Jose, but you're, you're like, I don't get it. Like, you like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to explain unless you're Mexican or, <laughs> or you're under the same circumstances. Yeah. Oh, my God. But okay. Oh, my God. Entonces, so let's let's keep moving forward. So. Middle school. So let's let's talk about a little bit. Pues este, pues growing up, pues same thing. You, you went through elementary school, and then este, you. How was middle school for you? Let's let's talk about middle school for you. All right. So middle school. Um, well, like I think it was fifth grade. Um, I got put into this program called GT. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in California they call it Gate, but. It's it's the similar thing. It's like gifted and talented. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, you know, like for us nerdy kids, um, it, it was like, yeah, it is. It was what it was. It was like an extra like um, class that we would take 
So then in middle school, <clears throat> I was still in that program. And then I like, so a lot of my friends were um, uh, Caucasian because there wasn't like a lot of Hispanics and let alone in that program. So um, in middle school, um, it was when like alternative music was really popular. So like um, my personal favorite band was Panic at the Disco. That was actually my first concert. Um, so in listening to them, I kind of started listening more to um, um, the related bands, you know? So like, of course, Fallout Boy. Um, another favorite of mine was Cobra Starship. Um, then there was also just so many, you know, like A Day to Remember, Hawthorne Heights, um, etc. And then with that, like came dressing like what I call like my emo stage, my emo phase. Um, so I was like, you know, I... I wanted to do like the scene hair. I don't know if you've seen it, but like yeah, back yeah, then, yeah. what was popular was like MySpace. So I really, really wanted to like do like the fringe cut, but my mom wouldn't let me. But you know, I still, <clears throat> I still dressed in all black. Went to Hot Topic, you know, did what I could yeah, <laughs> with what I had. The, the the quintessential emo face, like black black polish, black <clears throat> polish, black shirts, black everything, pretty much. Black Ertang chipped black nail polish to yep. you know to be exact <laughs> to go along with my angst so angsty so emotional yes <laughs> okay now i mean let's see so is is was there something in particular that like kind of drew you in into like the like these these bands like because like all of them all of them like you wouldn't think most of us especially being hispanos being mexican too you really wouldn't think about it but like is there is there specific like lyrics or a specific way that they did music that kind of drew you into them to to give you a little bit more in, like get you more interested in them um i think like a the lyrics right and then you were just kind of like um you're just drawn to them, especially like the emotions that you were going through at the time. You just felt like this was a perfect way to like express them. Mm -hmm. um, and also, um, I was drawn to it because like um, I've told you this before. Like my dad introduced me to like like rock in español mm -hmm. when I was younger. So, like I already had like a love for rock and things like that. And then also like my dad when he first got to the U.S., he listened to a lot of like. Um, um like the classic rock so like uh um, metallica van halen um all those like that's like the english music that he would listen to when he got here um so it just kind of went hand in hand and then um it just it just fit perfectly i was like yeah this is like a way to express myself and I can, like, if I wanted to, I could scream the lyrics, you know, because some of them would be screaming. If I wanted to be sad, you know, they had, like, their sad songs. So, um, it just, it just fit perfectly. Yeah, that's, that's funny because that you say that because, like, even, like, we talked about before, like, even, like, like, how your mom got you into, I mean, how your dad got you into rock and español. My mom got me into rock and español. And then, like, even then, like, even before that, like, uh, a lot of the, the, the what do you call it, the, the the songs and the music that I like to listen to was rock and, like just rock in general, just rock. So like Van Halen, um, 
ACDC, Metallica, again, like all the all the main ones, all the main ones. But it's funny because I still remember that when I first got to the States, my parents actually had one of those CDs. It was called Cool Rock. And it had like all of the, the <laughs> 80s metal hair band songs in there. Like yes. All the super romantic ones. You remember that one? That one was freaking. That, that I listened to that all the time. And I was always fight with my dad about that. Because he'd always be like, Mijo, why don't you listen to something else? Like, put on some Chalino. Put on some <laughs> Pancho Arrasa. So it's like the quintessentials. Like, like, oh, it's all Mexican. It's like, no, pa. No, it's a rock and rollero. I'm rock and roll. Rock and roll for life. <laughs> and, and Puro rock. <laughs> yeah, we don't wrong. So eventually, but but let me let me go ahead and just say like, well, that's basically our our subject, like the the emotional effect, kind of like the the emo the emo phase that kind of we went through. But um, I know we talked about this already too, and it's it's not that much of a shock. But I'll I'll go ahead and dive a little bit more into it. Remember how I told you that there is a that. Even in, in its own weird way, everybody goes through their own emotional phase during during growing up, during that development. Like, although it doesn't seem all that similar, I went through my emotional phase. So, just like uh, the same way that you related to to uh, to what do you call it to to the emo bands, to all of these bands, I did the same thing, but mine was with the underground hip hop. So, with listening to Jedi Mind Tricks, Ill Bill, Army of the Pharaohs. Uh, who cares? Who cares was definitely a, a big one, and then the the more well known one around people, like some people know him as Immortal Technique, but the the artist, the the person behind it is being uh, Felipe Coronel, Immortal Technique, and then like that just went into a whole different rabbit hole in the same way. It's like the lyrics spoke to you, like a a a way to be able to be emotionally connected. So it's yeah, it's crazy though, right? Yeah, because I remember like now, like we've talked about it more, but I remember the first time you told me about that, I was like, oh, wow, like, yeah, it was your emo face. Granted, it wasn't like the typical, you know, emo face that everyone describes or talks about. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not the first thing that you think of when you think of emo face. But I was like, oh, yeah, these like these like artists that you're naming, like their lyrics resonated with you in the same way that, you know, these bands resonated with me. So I was like. When you told me, I was like, oh, snap, you were a little emo kid, too. Yeah, see, right? And then, <laughs> and and then... <laughs> it just goes to show you, like, the the broad spectrum of what it is. You know, it's not just one um, genre. Um, it's many things, and it's just how it hits you. Because, yeah, I remember, like, seeing you with, like, your little headphones on the bus and, like, your little dark t-shirts también yeah like just not even like nowhere near relation not even to say relation like relatable or somewhat approachable see because like, i don't know I don't, I don't know how you can tell me now but you've known me for so many years but if somebody knew were to meet me and obviously i don't really talk too much with, with that is like they i i guess i have uh the the male equivalent of uh resting bitch syndrome resting bitch face syndrome. RBF, so I, yes. I, yeah, but I got i got resting asshole syndrome so <laughs> resting you asshole know face syndrome. <laughs> yeah because i do remember that like before like we like talked because i knew who you were obviously because like like i said there wasn't many hispanics so we all know each other yeah yeah that was already there. so like um my freshman year um we rode the same bus so like I remember seeing you, but yeah, you do have RBF porque eres bien callado. No, no, ya cuando te conocí, exactly, completely different. Like, just I don't, I, I don't know when we started hanging out. I can't like pinpoint it exactly, but like, 
We, she, oh man, let's see. We we started hanging out as the during Spanish club, like after, I think that, yeah, like during Spanish club yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Because who was it? Because because yeah, because remember back then, all I did was basically well, I, hadn't even, I had only done like two quinceañeras back then, like either one or two. You were just, you were just getting started in your yeah, career as a chamberlain, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was still getting I was still establishing my name as el chamberlain de Fernley because you know obviously, <laughs> obviously barely I'm, making a name for yourself, you know, yeah. right? Taking off the rest of taking taking over the the previous generations because even too even my brother. Gabi, he he was a champion for a couple of them. Like everybody, uh, everybody in the the community, like damn, like just a whole a whole change of like generations. So yeah, that's kind of when we started hanging out. And after after we all we all realized that like oh man, like we've known each other for years. That and that's funny though is that that we had all actually known each other for years from being in in Fernley from like ninety nine two thousand, but we didn't figure it out until later on when we're like oh man, we're older. It's like, wait, who's your mom? Wait, we used to visit this people's house. Like, wait, who's your dad? Wait, he used to always come over. Wait, who's this person? Wait, that's your cousin? That's your sister? That's just like... Wait, like, who's your deal? Yeah, wait, exactly. you used to right? go to church here? What? Yeah, just, but that's just like the, uh, <clears throat> the the beautiful thing about a small community like that. They yeah. It gave us the, the opportunity to be able to, to connect and to, to be able to, to kind of establish those bonds early and, and kind of work its own way but even but like going back into like the music factor it was it's funny that we were all kind of going in the same direction we were all kind of going in the same direction like it's we were all going in the same direction but on different tracks because eventually like I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we we talked about this too is that that turning point where we all kind of started hanging out during spanish club and everything or or like after the quinceañeras and then like all right we kind of expanded a little bit more post our 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 little angsty emo phase even though some of these bands some of the artists that we listen to are still you know they're, they're still bangers they still hit but we we started listening to to all of the 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 regular well not even the regular the the more considerably normal mexican music right que la banda que que merengue que cumbia and everything just because of the people that we associated with too yeah yeah, it was, it was, because I remember, like, I don't say, like, being, like, stuck in a bubble, but, like, I definitely listened to, like, more of um, what I really liked. Um, not a lot of Spanish music until I kind of started, like, hanging out with you guys in, like, the Spanish club. Because, like, how you're talking about, you know, like, um, kind of, like, a lot of our friends, you know, have backgrounds where, like, they come from, you know, El Rancho or, like... Um, things like that, then that's where I got introduced to it mostly because, like, um, I, I wasn't, like, I, I would listen to it, but not as much, you know, growing up to some music. So, like, that definitely, like, brought in um, a little more of, like, what I would listen to. It was it was cool, like, going from, like, you know, dressing all black and, like, kind of this, this small emo face to, like, getting to high school. And we're over here, like, going to, like, Haripeos and, you know... Um, doing um quinceañeras and like dances for spanish club um and and transitioning to that i guess um and now you know like you like put my playlist on shuffle and you don't know what you're gonna get yeah right 
it's crazy like we 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 actually we actually have the the we were kind of like at that shifting point too where like we've actually had that benefit of being able to access like a whole bunch of other different ranges of of what was influential because i mean like i said think about it i mean we we know everybody and anybody from a different range that are that are hispanic that are that are hispano latino that that would fall in the same category like not probably not around the same time but like in their own way like or like for you and me an example is is you going emo the quintessential emo me going the off track the the underground hip-hop um marco you know marco him he him going the full-on uh super punk mode dang who else can we talk to shoot i mean a lot of the a lot of the people that we know from from Fern is like their their quintessential uh, emo phase. Like now thinking about it, was was all of the romanticas from from all of the the bandas. Like and mainly some of the girls and then some of the guys too. And it's just like what? Like like I start thinking about it. Like just the tree just starts getting more branches and more branches. But like somehow we all ended up meeting together and like in that in that one one thing that kind of united us at the roots is the fact of like hey we're mexican but we're we're all fairly different we're all we all have different tastes but like our tastes but our roots still come from the same tree so that was yeah. that was always interesting and and like and then like i look at it like it, it it all it all leads back in a lot of ways to 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 how we like i said to how we're like i don't know how how yeah like how we've had those opportunities just how we keep having we have that opportunity in comparison to our parents yeah because i think we i think we we touched upon this like before how like um being children of immigrants you know we have we've been exposed to like going to like me that give me that yeah right like that saying where it's like we have our parents music and we have the kind of like that connection to those emotions um in that language and then now you know growing up here you know listening to the bands here and like growing up with that we just have like this this huge array of what we listen to and i think we were talking about that we're like you know spanish is just so become so influential like with you know like despacito making like breaking records on youtube oh yeah you know, and like Justin Bieber getting on that. And then, you know, like Drake coming out with like Mia, you know, Cardi B, like Snow the Product, people like just rapping in Spanish because they know like, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. That you, you're going to reach a huge audience. Not only are you going to reach them like in their native countries, but you're also going to reach, you know, people like us, like children of immigrants that like speak both languages and listen to both languages exactly and it's and it's funny too is like how much how far reaching is that we've been influential too and i, and I was thinking mm-hmm. about this too is that is that we didn't talk about it but i was watching uh, american me i was i was re-watching american me after a good a good couple years and who was it the the dude that plays the bad guy in mortal kombat shang soon i don't know if you've seen mortal kombat the the original like 1990s one mm. he was no uh, well, watch it, and then and then watch American Me, and then you're gonna be like, "Oh my God, that's the bad guy!" But but he's he's, he's choloed <laughs> out, and then you're gonna be like, "What? I forgot the dude's he's, name." <laughs> he's choloed out. <laughs> he's choloed out, bro. No, yeah, watch it, and then you'll be like super surprised too, because I was sitting there thinking, like, "Hey, isn't that freaking like that's Shang Tsung? That's that's the guy from Mortal Kombat. That's the bad dude. That's the bad dude that's like in every single like '90s action movie after this." 
pero he came out in in American Me and and he was hanging out with the uh, with the what the representation was of La M in the movie. This is kind of like a biographical about La M and freaking Sur Tortin. But the fact is that 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 it's it's weird because with with a lot of the influence we've influenced a whole bunch of ways like with the chicano culture like maybe us not so much we're super exposed to it but we were aware of it we're aware of it we know that we've we've been a a what do you call it we've been one of the stepping stones to be able to to establish that culture because the lowriders is all over the place it's not it's not just as the uh, the west coast anymore it's not just the southern california like it's all over the place but i don't know if you've seen this article Este, I bring up American Me and and the dude, the actor that played Shang Tsung, because I was looking up a, a bunch of articles and like there's a whole Chicano culture, like a Chicano subsection in in Japan. I was just about to ask you right? that. Yeah, yes, I've seen that. Yeah, and it's crazy. And, and and I brought that actually up in the first episode of of the podcast in Fronteras, and I brought it up a little bit. But I started thinking a little bit more after the fact, and then today we're watching watching the the the. Uh, was watching those those segments and then watching American Me and then as they talking about all this like before this before recording this it's just like we've actually accepted and we've we've assimilated a lot more more of the Asian cultures too to to kind of join us because if you really think about it I mean that's a lot of like besides the Filipinos the the, the uh, a lot of the Chinese a lot of Japanese. Um, Korean like some Koreans is like like we we like in a small community like Fernley like that's who we hung out with it was just like the the general minority like it it sounds a little bit bad but the general minority outside of the Caucasian people in there it was mainly like all of the other minorities so we were kind of like intermixed and I started looking into that and like it's a lot of the same it's a lot of the same where where there there really exists a a large gathering or a large amount of the same people of your culture so we kind of mm -hmm. gravitate together a little bit more with that yeah no you're right because like i mean back then i don't know about now but like if you were to walk into the lunchroom you know you saw us all you know at our tables but like near near each other you know yeah it's crazy Man, so what else? What else can we say? What else can we say about this whole situation? I mean, other than like we're we're it's it's kind of it's kind of difficult to explain how far of a reach we actually have that how far of a reach that that we're both influenced and influential to to how we are right now. Because because tell me a little bit more about you right now. How how do you relate a little bit more and a little bit less to to how uh, how music affected you when you were, when you were younger? I mean, like I said, you know, to this day, um, you know, you push, you know, shuffle my playlist and it's, I still listen to like a wide array. Mm -hmm. So it's opened me to like, hey, at least um, kind of like with food too, you know, um, at least try it. Y si no me gustó, at least I, I can say that I, I tried it, you know. So with music, it's like um, just giving an opportunity to different genres had it's I don't know. It's, you know, you have your music for working out. You have your music for like um, just lounging and then um, and kind of like alternative music. It's kind of making a comeback right now. So like with um, I don't know if you've seen, but like Machine Gun Kelly, he's recently put out like music that's like um, similar to to like what I listened to back when I was in middle school. And like I'm enjoying the shit out of it. I've been listening to it like on repeat. <laughs> Um, not just Machine Gun Kelly, though. There's, like, a lot more artists, but, like, 
um, keeping it alive. Um, but uh, you know, now that we're like adults and, you know, we have like our, our grown up jobs, you could say, you know, it's still a form of expression, you know, cause like, although our, our problems are different, like the emotions are still there. Um, and so it just accompanies me. Um, we were talking about kind of like, um, a form of expression now is a, that music and like for me, right. Like, um, that I have piercings, right. Mm-hmm. They're not too crazy, but like, that's another form of me to just kind of like express myself in my, um, adulthood years i guess you could say yeah um keeping it keeping that side though um but but yeah i mean none of that has changed like it's it still helps you know during really tough times or it still like pumps you up um like i've listened to i've i wanted to listen to more like um hardcore i guess you could say Mm -hmm. Um, so I've just kind of been, um, exploring my, uh, the music there. Um, like I said, by like, like giving it a chance and like seeing other genres. Cause I got introduced to it through like, uh, like a friend. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, and it, it's, it's a hard one to get into because like, it's not, I don't even say it's not even traditional. It's a little bit more, um, it's a lot less approachable. I'm gonna say it like that because I listen. I listen to hardcore. I listen to to heavy metal, like the the whole screamo thing. And it's like it's it's a little hard to get into. But one of the one of the bands that I can tell you that that actually surprised me that is actually headed by a a Mexican American. He's, he's Chicano too. Is a uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, crap! I forgot its name. It's the oh Cohead and Cambria. Huh. Yeah, it's I, I was I was I still I don't remember even where I, where I found that out at, but yeah, it's it's headed by it, but like they're still hardcore. They're they're like they're 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 late. They're 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 like within like I think closing in on twenty years of almost making music. But yeah, that's that's a good one to start off with. Cohead and Cambria and and what do you call it? Um, of mice and men, of mice and men. If you want to get started on that, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, really quick, like touching on that, right? Because we were talking about how like it kind of crosses all, um, like the culture wise. I remember too, like listening to music, being like, "Oh, um, like is it really meant for me?" You know, because like I'm Hispanic, and like there's not a lot of Hispanic artists, but there are. Like how you're talking about right now. Um, so that just reminded me too, like there are like Hispanic artists that are like grew up like this, and they're trying to get into this. Like you remember, like Pierce Avail, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when I found out that like they were Mexican, I was like, "Oh snap, what?" Yeah, right. So and I and I, I just remembered this too. Last time we talked about um, uh, I talked to you about a music festival that I had gone to. Oh yeah, uh, the uh, the one in uh, in California where where your dad, where you you invited your dad and your mom, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell me here. Tell tell that story. So I remember it was, it's called Tropicalia. So I saw like, I saw it on Instagram and I saw like the artist and I was like, what? It was awesome. Cause it was like, it's just, it just so perfectly like embodied, like everything that like we're talking about, like every kind of music that we like grew up with. Right. So like it had Los Tigres del Norte, but it also had like, um, Cuco. It had, uh, 
you know, MC Magic, but Paquita, La del Barrio was also going to be there, you know? Yeah. So I thought it was just such a perfect festival for me because it was like, I was like, this is me, dude. This is how, like, who I identify as, you know? This is all the music I listen to. Um, and Anitos Verdes, you know, like, um, Caifanes, like, the, I'm telling you, like, the music I grew up on. Um, so, like, I saw that and I was like, you know what? Like, I want to share this with my parents because, you know, they're part of the reason I am who I am, obviously um so like it was funny because i i bought the tickets and then i was like hey like because i had gone to edc um like months prior so i was like this is a music festival you know you go from stage to stage and like there's different artists and they were like oh yeah we used to go to these all the time like (laughs) back in la like when we were younger and i was like what and they were like yeah you know there's different artists you, you know different stages you just go and i was like what i never knew this about you guys right i was i was like no one thought to tell me again like my first name (laughs) i'm like but you know that's crazy because like i'm what 27 and just showing you like you know learn something new about them to this day yeah um so then i was like i I never knew that about you guys and they were like yeah yeah yeah, we used to do you pensando que it was like their first music festival experience nah and i was like (laughs) con razón con más razón i am the way that i am you know right and so it, it, it's funny too how how they influence us that much like not only like inadvertently kind of giving us our, our listening choices and giving us that option to to be able to explore more but then you realize it's like damn my my mom my dad were, were pretty fucking cool <laughs> yeah and it's so funny because like growing up you're like oh man i want to rebel from them i'm gonna like, be my parents i'm like my girl and then like you grow up and you're like nah they're dope like yeah like, you yeah. know like obviously we have like our flaws and stuff but like I'm like, yo, I I get it, you know, like right now being at my age, they already had like a three year old. And I was like, I can't picture that. I see why they like why I was the test subject, you know, being the oldest. You're just kind of they were just kind of doing what they could. I was like, shoot, I'll probably do the same. Who knows? Oh, my God. No, yeah, it's funny because they are like like even like with with me, my dad, that's what surprised me, too, because like, you you know, my dad, you know, you know, most of my family, my mom, my parents, like the rancho and everything. And just right. to go on it real quick, like, it was like I had, a, I was playing El Tri, and I just remember he was telling us, like, what, like, like, hey, you're listening to El Tri? And I'm like, yeah, but like, what, like, you, like, you know, like, all you listen to is, is rancho music. And is like, no, cual. And he started naming off, like, seven different names of, like, some other songs. And I was just like, como? Like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah. And then, pues, my mom, too, she's the one, like, I tell you, she's the one that got me into rock and espanol. And then that's one of the things that we bonded over, me and her, was the fact that it's like she got me into it. So like you're saying, listen to Caifanes and Anitos Verdes, Los Héroes del Silencio, este, uh, like even Mis though it's not, yeah, like uh, even though it's not really like rock in español, but it's like pop rock, este Timbiriche, eh, Mecano, and then and then my favorite one still to this day that uh, that everybody kind of knows but kind of not really knows is Dunkandu. that's like the, the the top one that i listen to still so it's like it's it's funny because like they're, they're just they're they're badass people they're they're badass we just never knew how how awesome they were until we're like oh shit now now we're adults <laughs> now we understand that you guys were adults too but but pretty fucking cool yeah yeah and it, it's funny dude like i'm telling you i mean this is us too like having known you for such a long time like i discovered like new things about you too because how you're talking about like your dad you know yeah and for me i had like exact same experience but like with the opposite genres so like my dad like i've always seen him like as very like rockero you know whether it was english or spanish 
So, like, when he was listening to, like, Manda or, like, naming stuff off, he's like, oh, yeah. Like, I came across um, this TikTok video where it was like, if you listen to these songs, like, you know, it means you hung out with your dad or something. And I was like, I got on. Like, I didn't realize that, yeah, we listened to those songs, too. It wasn't just rock. There was also, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. different ones and, I, and my dad was like i played that that video for him and my dad was just like Ooh. back in my kind of like you you know you know that expression like what you kids know about this you know exactly so yeah yeah i had it like too and it was um it was just dope it was dope seeing that because like you know we feel like oh man no one understands this no one's ever gone through this before but like you're talking about yeah they did yeah like for my dad he was connected to the music same you know same thing like and he didn't even understand it yet and you know he grew up in mexico and he was listening to like these rock songs he just knew like yo they're dope they sound dope they make me feel dope um and that's how he uh he actually like started to learn english too was like you know back then there wasn't like google or anything so like he'd write down the lyrics or like obtain the lyrics somehow mm-hmm go to the library, translate them, and, like, that helped his vocabulary. So just kind of, I mean, like, not to sound cheesy, but, like, it just shows you, like, the power of music, you know? Yeah. No, that's, um, that's crazy. That's that's freaking crazy. And, and yeah, it's the music, honestly, is, is I still think to this day is going to be a great equalizer because yeah. it's it's both, it can both, it can both shut things out but it's it's gonna let a lot more people in, especially to 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 what you're trying to show them. So, yeah, no, you 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 nailed it. You know, it's an equalizer. It's it's definitely gonna like bond people um, just straight up through the music. Like you don't have to understand the lyrics necessarily to to enjoy it. Yeah, like you know, like look at look at the music festivals. Look at you know. Um, things like k-pop right like oh, yeah. you have people like around the world like just you know fascinated by this music or like that attend like these festivals these concerts etc because you know like you said it's an equalizer it's, yeah. it, it brings people together you does, know it does bring people together and yeah i think i don't know i think i think that's actually a pretty good good solid way to, to conclude this episode but other than that i mean do you got any last uh, any last things to say? Any questions for me or anything? If not, we can we can go ahead and end it here. Um, I think for now I'm I'm good. You know, not that I can remember. I'll probably remember later. You know, but hey, but I mean, if you do, I mean, I definitely always. I mean, we're still I'm still in the starting phases of, of the podcast and and everything. But no, I think we I think we covered a pretty good genre, a pretty good a pretty good uh, a pretty good level of of music and i think that's actually what this episode is going to be about is is the emotional state of music and then how how music has affected us so but yeah i i'm if you think of any other topics or anything i would definitely love to have you back comadre love it compadre likewise likewise all right pues. so yeah so we'll go ahead and sign it off right here and again thank you thank you cassie denise comadre for for coming through and, and that's just not just just to finish it off that's not me just calling her comadre we are godparents to to one child, so <laughs> we are. We're the we're the responsible party. So yeah. so that figure one, that one out. That's, Just kidding. <laughs> that's gonna be a that's gonna be a funny episode when we talk about that later. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then if, the, if that's it, then we'll go ahead and sign off. This is uh this has been the the ESL sessions, the Enigma episode, and thanks for listening.